This week on the iRacing Downshift, we resolve our Thanksgiving debate. It was not good. It was a bad (laughs) And you admitted it. Talk about the content in the 2023 Season 1 build. Well, the the damage model's fantastic on the car. Uh, I can tell you that. And Cisco tells us how to say his last name. Scar off moves up. All this and more, so strap in. Welcome to the Night Racing Downshift. I'm your host, Greg West. I'm back with the boys, Kevin, Bobby, and Chris Leone. We have a great show for you. I bet you didn't know that was coming. Uh, we're going to talk about the 2023 Season 1 build. Lots of stuff to go through in that. We have a great interview with one of our broadcasters, Cisco S. Let Leave it oh, hanging well there. Well done. That was pronounced exactly correct. It's well done. dead on. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the World of Outlaws. Uh, Outlaws Sprint Car Series and eNASCAR International and Contender Series uh, that are going on right now. How are we doing, boys? Excellent. Kevin, Happy you to have be a, here. You have a hat on. Are you cold? It's cold in my house, and and Laura gets home from work and she's like, "Why is the heat up so high?" I'm like, oh, so now I've decided to to be cheap and just wear a hat. So no hair, head gets cold, whatever, you know. Happens. It's a nice hat though. Is that from Iceland? It's from Iceland. Yeah. I rec- recognize the 66 degrees north. I have yeah. a, I have a sweatshirt. A like lovely that. place to visit if you've never been. I know mm. this is not a travel podcast, but I really enjoy going through Iceland. Ah. A couple of days there once. It's lovely. Uh, Mr. Leone, now that I've cracked you up, how are you doing? Hanging in there. Um, looking got the cold. beard. we got to talk about the beard. No, Kevin's got the hat on because his head's cold. You've, yeah. got, you've grown out a really, like, jealousy. Almost a, I mean, it's not long, but it, it's... It's Duck Dynasty thick. sort of beard, you know? It's, it's, it's like a beard. Three, three C's th- thick. <laughs> this is the longest I've had it since about 2013, one of those Red Sox World Series wins. I just <laughs> had it, and it just it looked like a neck afro. Like, I, I just didn't bother grooming it at all. Because, you know, the whole team was doing the whole beard thing, and I'm like, oh, what the hell? And I'd just walk into bars and get free drinks because they're like, that guy's beard is huge. Give him a beer. This is before you met Emily, wasn't it? This was not before I met Emily, and somehow she stuck with me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. When you yeah. know, you Deeper. know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, <clears throat> let's get into it. 2023 Season 1 build. We got a lot of stuff that came out uh, last week. A uh, ton of fun during week 13, trying out all the content, watching all of the streams, watching Kevin Bobbitt get put into the pin insinuator. We'll talk about that later in the show. Yep, that's coming up again. Uh, but, Kevin, let's talk about uh, one of the big pieces of content. A great relationship led to a great opportunity, BMW M-Hybrid V8. Yeah, what a great car, right? Our first GTP car. It's a new class of cars, you know, going to be running all around the world. Uh, and it's, I mean, the car's amazing. You know, we, we, we've talked about it before. We have this great relationship with BMW Motorsports. We built the M4 GT3 while they were developing the car. We kind of built it alongside, did a similar process with this car. So we've had early access to it. Right. And they've been testing the car for months. Um, we've been attending tests. We've been capturing sound, all kinds of stuff. And it's been great. I've driven it a few times. Actually, the first time I drove it, because I didn't do any testing on it, was at BMW Motorsports headquarters uh, a week and a half ago when we were over in Germany, Greg. How cool is that? I mean, that they, was... have, they have three sims set up right in their main lobby of, of the facility, and iRacing is running on it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. They also showed us some other stuff behind the scenes that we're not going to talk about, but just suffice it to say, it was cool. So. It, it's a it's a cool place. It's a cool place. But uh, yeah, great partnership with BMW. Uh, they seem to be super excited about it. Um, and you know, like Greg said, we, we uh, a few staff members got together last night, uh, which was the the first official IMSA race at 7:45 mm-hmm. uh, Eastern time, something like that. And uh, I wasn't in the same split as most of the guys because their I ratings a little higher. But uh, my race lasted exactly. Uh, nine tenths of a lap before <laughs> I got put into the what what pit wall. whatever <laughs> happened, Kevin? Please tell us about I, it. Oh uh, well, well the the damage model is fantastic on the car. Uh, I can tell you that. Uh, there were parts <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so, um, but no, it was still super fun. Uh, I'll get that I rating back someday. Uh, you know, it happens. What are you gonna do? 
Yeah, no, a really great opportunity to, to debut the car. We actually got to debut the car at the Sim Racing Expo. Uh, we partnered up with uh, BMW and Fanatec, uh, allowed us to use their booth. Thank you uh, to, to Fanatec. And Saturday of the Expo, we debuted uh, the, the BMW uh, M8 Hybrid, or M Hybrid V8 at, at Daytona. And we also debuted something we'll talk about in just a moment, the Toyota GR86 at Magni Core. So that was a, a really cool one day only. Uh, it was a highlight. A lot of people loved it. It was pretty neat to, to get uh, members and, and prospective members uh, uh, an early look at it. You know, it was it, it was funny to watch the crowd that was in the Fanatec booth when when we were debuting it. And I mean, it was a huge crowd. Then all of a sudden, one of these pedal manufacturers on the other side of the expo hall they had a, a LMP3 there that they ha- fought, would fire up, and I'm sure this broke so many rules, laws, city ordinances, whatever. And that thing was loud. And you could just watch everybody in the entire expo leave uh, and head over to and watch this race car get fired up. So the only thing that could pull people away from trying the, uh, the, the BMW uh, in person was you know real race car firing up. That was kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. So another new piece of content, we have the uh, Mercedes-AMG Mercedes E-Performance W13. Chris did not write the whole name out in the outline, and I hold you personally accountable for that. But I, I think stuttered. you got the name right anyway. What do yes. you call the W13 for short? W13. That's out, right? Yes. The it's out. Mercedes race-winning car. Uh, <laughs> super cool. Race-winning I don't know car. much about it because I can't drive – Formula One cars, I have not. They're too fast for me. I mean, the BMW is plenty fast, um, but I don't know. Have you raced the the W13 yet, Greg? I'm I have sure not raced it. I have done a significant amount of laps, not nearly as much as uh, the likes of uh, some of our VPAs, uh, Christian Bryan, who I'm, I remember when they were doing the hard tire runs on that car. A hard tire run takes an hour and a half, and if they go off the track or they put it in the wall, they have to start over. And those that would made, take me six days. Oh, uh, well, not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it takes anybody a lot of time because you just can't mess up. But you have to be able to run the tires down to zero. We have to know. I mean, that's the, you know, kind of what the happens. Lo- yeah. How long does it take? Right. Yep. Yeah. And working with uh, the likes of Mercedes and their, their engineers and their test drivers, Anthony Davison was involved as well. Um, but the real question is, Chris, have you taken this car on a rallycross track yet? Because I know that's the first thing you do when Obviously, you release a new yeah. car. No, um, I not did yet. that. With, no, not yet. Not yet. I'm not. I I do a lot of ridiculous, bizarre things in the sim. As what? Anybody, I know. As anybody Whoa. who's talked to me about running the all-wheel drive roof at night recently can attest to, um, because it's got headlights, but. No, have not taken the Mercedes AMG W13 E Performance yet on a rally cross. Did I flip track. the E Performance? I might have flipped the E Performance. I don't know. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. Probably not. <laughs> we probably won't. <laughs> but no. Um, you want me to take it on a rally cross track first, or a, or a short course track? Uh, you know, will the how do we how do we wanna, deal with the surface changes? I think it needs a a this car climb Mount Washington sticker on the on the rear wing. That'd be Deal. cool. It will it will take me forty seven minutes because I'll probably drive it three miles an hour, but I'll go do it. Go get up. there. Get yeah. the free sticker. All right. Yeah, I'll go get the free sticker. Link in the description below. Yes. <laughs> no, but a really cool car. Excited to uh, to have that back with the uh, both the fixed and the open uh, setup series. Uh, just really nice participation last year. So a lot of people were asking me at the Sim Racing Expo is the Grand Prix Tour. Um, gonna are going to be back uh and and yes 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 it will be so that's the uh the nis styled series yep, right so full yep. 305 kilometer uh race links um we do it's spaced out over eight or nine or ten months or something it, yep it follows so, the, the 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 real world schedule as close as we can yeah i believe we run uh we have four time slots each day you got fixed racing on friday uh, thursday open racing on friday fixed racing on saturday open racing on sunday so uh, plenty of opportunities to go racing in that car. 
uh, expecting a lot of splits just like uh, last year and uh, yeah just excited to see the racing that 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 car brings along it's a it is a different animal for those that don't know this was not a reskin contrary to some some threads i saw on the forums this was a ground up rebuild of this car completely new rule sets new aerodynamic concepts this thing relies a lot on ground effect and uh i mean it I don't think. Yeah, this we... wasn't a, a look what you see Formula One teams do in the middle of the season where they bring in a new widget here or there. The rules completely changed between uh, years. So this car has a whole new set of specs. Yeah. Whole I... new set of specs. I mean, they both have carbon fiber in them and they both have wheels. And that's about. But the tires, as they are get. <laughs> the tires are different. The tires are different. But they have four different. wheels. Yeah. You know. so, so great car. Uh, if you haven't got it, get out there and try it. A ton of fun. Even like solo hot lapping is a fun in that car because it's just you know that way you feel senses. like you're fast you know because if you get in you know the top split not that I could ever make a top split you're not fast but oh if you do gosh. it by yourself it's like oh I'm moving some know? of these guys can flat out fly that's for sure uh, speaking of things that don't flat out fly in fact go kind of <laughs> slow but it's good racing and a lot of fun Kevin Toyota GR86 the Cup car spec racing at its finest. Makes yeah, his debut great on iRacing. I, I mean, love it. We've had so such great luck with the Mazda for years, right? And and it's so popular. And obviously, it's popular partly because it's the rookie car and people drive it. But people keep coming back to it. If you're going to a Mazda race the last three years, it's full of every license level, even though it's a rookie car. And I expect you're going to see the same for the GR86. Uh, similar series in terms of uh, spec car. Uh, not too complicated to set up, but there's not a whole lot of options, right, Greg? In terms no, of what you can do to it. Um, we do have a guide coming, by the way, so that'll be out hopefully this week, maybe. Shout out uh, to Miguel, when, real yeah, MVP. Depends on when you actually listen to this, but yeah, well, there will be a guide <laughs> uh, for the basic setup things. But I, I expect this is going to be uh, heavily raced and lots of splits and all that, which is what that's eye racing at its best. When you get in the right split, when you're in with uh, similarly skilled people. Uh, it makes the experience so much better. Yeah, so we basically took the format of the Skippy uh, at the D level, and we just copied the format with fenders. Uh, so for the first season, it actually runs on seven free tracks. We just want people racing. This thing's a ton of fun. The car is included in the base package. It is free. It does not cost you anything. Sign up for iRacing. Go race the GR86. Uh, you can also race it in the SimLab Production Car Challenge. You get a little multi-class action out of it, open setups in that series, a little bit longer races, uh, and, and just an absolute ball of fun. So I, I honestly, I, I've heard more people say that it's the best car in the service than anything we've put out in a long time. There's people are really enjoying it. It's predictable. It does what you think it's going to do when you turn the wheel. And that's, that's, I mean, I think the greatest compliment you can give to a car in sim racing. So, uh, we also have some new track content, uh, that came out. Kevin Magni core makes his debut on iRacing. Yeah. Another kind of tier one track that, uh, helps us, uh, kind of fill out that, that, uh, that niche of tracks that, that people are looking for. Um, I actually need to practice more because I'm still learning it. It's been a while since I've been on that track. Um, but uh, I think, do we have the BMW? Does IMSA go there? I don't know. You, you did the schedule. Does IMSA go there this year? I think IMSA's going our, there. Our IMSA schedule, not real IMSA, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Something's going there. IMSA, We're making that announcement. IMSA's going to France. European now. Sprint Series, one of those two. There'll be, there will be multi-class I'll racing. I'll be able to drive the BMW before. there, so yes. is what you're saying. So, that, that's your car so, now, isn't it? Is that, is that my it? My car for now, yeah. If you, if you put a paint on it? I did, but I didn't load it properly yesterday. Maybe that's why we, uh, why it ended in disaster. I didn't have the right paint. Apparently. Yeah, that's All probably right. it. All right, we're going to throw it over to Chris because we're going to talk about something that goes on dirt. Chris Lincoln coming to iRacing, another great track. <laughs> I love how even though Dirt Oval isn't really my thing, I've become the de facto guy. Yeah. Lincoln Speedway, <laughs> yet another of the top tier Pennsylvania tracks that the sprint cars and the dirt late model uh, that they all visit where the action is the attraction. And you know that with a slogan like that, they're going to live up to it decades and decades of racing history, even NASCAR way back in the day, but a staple of the world of outlaws schedule and so crucial, so cool to be included that, We'll get to the iRacing World of Outlaws Car Quest Sprint Car Series a little later, but we actually made a mid-season schedule change to throw this track in, show it off, 
three-eighths of a mile, you know, wheel-to-wheel banging. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch the uh, pros go to uh, go to work on that track. But certainly for all of the uh, dirt oval lifers that we've got in the service, I think they're going to have a ton of fun with it, too. And we'll talk more about the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series here in just a bit. But we're not done with content. There's more stuff that came out. So, uh, and or some adjustments. Now, this is dirt road stuff. I'm going to give this one back to Chris. Something happened with Wild West. Free. We finally have our first free short course off-road track. For those of you who have never tried the full-on off-road tracks, you you have one now. It's not the same thing as Rallycross. There are different rule sets. There's no joker lap in short course racing. Uh, we did this. One of the things that I've kind of pushed for internally. What? Kind of. What? Kind of. <laughs> kinda. There was a meeting with Dave Kimmer. <laughs> yes, there, there was. After years and years, I wore all of you poor colleagues of mine down long enough to get over an hour meeting where, you know, we talked through a lot of things, but the biggest point that I kept coming back to was we need to try to start getting the pro two light off a rally cross tracks because it's just made the, the car and the track are made to do something different. We need to get that vehicle back in its natural habitat to get people learning as quickly as they can and, you know, start boosting participation and make it an easier time and as much fun as we can for everybody. So with Wild West uh, being one of the oldest tracks that we've got in the service and unfortunately no longer active in the real world, you know, we decided we're going to move this to free. Um, it's going to be a staple of that Rookie Pro 2 Lite series. It's going to be a great place to learn, um, a great place to kind of get adjusted to those. If you haven't done the off-road truck racing in quite a while or you've never done it because you haven't had the track, now is the perfect opportunity. would love to see as many people as we can see on Wild West. It sounded like some of the uh, mixed class races that were on it during week 13 were just absolutely bumping. So I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping we can keep that up and hopefully uh, gets a few more people to fall in love with it. I might have to, to show and go a race there actually after this. I, I forgot that's there this week. So yeah, that might happen. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> well, I'm running Mount Washington with the F1 car. Yep, the no, W13. I, I'm not doing that. Not doing that. Nope. Uh, but once again, speaking of content, but that's not all. Uh, we wait, also, there's more. Uh, the, but wait, there's more. So another one of the things that was uh, a lot of fun on this one, uh, Sebring got a complete art update. It's not the new scan, but one of the older tracks in the service as far as art assets got completely revisited. There's even 3D fencing on the front stretch. It is a, a totally new experience as far as driving the cars there. I, I did some running there in the in the the, uh, the BMW GCP uh, just to kind of get a get a feel for it, and it, it it just really comes alive, especially in VR. You really feel like you're there. Uh, so really excited about that. Um, we'll obviously talk more about that in March when the uh, the, the Sebring Special Event uh, comes to iRacing, and then. That you haven't announced yet. I, I guess I you feel, just did. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> hey, this is why they need to listen to the show because we drop news. There we go. Okay, if if people were, if there was any question whether we're gonna have another race at Sebring, <laughs> they're not familiar with the service. That's for sure. <laughs> gotta that's gotta market to everybody, Ke- Greg. Kevin Pitt Intenuator Bobbit. Put me <laughs> on the spot. That's PI over here. Not not KB. That's PI. Uh, another uh, uh, piece of content that got an art update, the Ford FR500S uh, from the SimLab Production Card Challenge. It got the treatment that we've given to things like the Skippy or the Lotus 79. Got it recently, uh, but this time it's the Ford, and it looks delightful. I think. And I think Matt Malone is probably the most excited about this out of anybody. He's the, the biggest uh, Mustang driver that I know. So. Well, it's a ton of fun. It's an H pattern. Not a lot of those left on the service, but it's a, a, a good time. And the, the SimLab Production Car Challenge, I think, is the fifth most popular series in all of iRacing. If you're wanting big fields and a ton of people to race with and variety, go run that series. There's a, it's, just, it's just a lot of fun. And uh, obviously, we have a formula there that works, so stick with what works. Uh, and then we got all kinds of other stuff. Lots of AI additions, uh, right, Chris? I mean, I, I should probably know this yep. better than I do, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we were on that AI thread with Alex Saunders over email, just 
unlocking as much as we could and a couple of things we won't mention that we're just holding off to perfect but god there was a lot starting with that newly revised uh ford mustang fr500s the all-new gr86 the all-new bmw lmdh the long-awaited 1987 nascar cup series which thrilled about personally i've been waiting for that one for a long time the paint packs uh, on trading paints for that the rosters are awesome if, if... I, oh, I know i i have had a rating set that i did the longest time ago just waiting for this and one of the things i'm going to be doing over the holidays is finally building out my own rating set and seeing how it works with those i am pumped um but also Lotus 79, which we also just mentioned as having had a recent art update. And then finally, the Legends car. Yes. Matt, I've, I've been waiting for those quarter mile ovals. And well, in Iowa's case, I think it's a third mile in the infield. But um, a lot of those getting unlocked. Uh, some new layouts at Road America, Nürburgring, Donington, Barber, Brand, uh, you know, Interlagos, you name it. I mean, Nurburgring, I think, is one of the more understated things in the build. We have all of the layouts of the Nordschleife are now available for AI. It's not. We think we just had the the long version, or the, was it VLN? We had one unlocked, and now they're all there. So you could go and race with the the AI cars to your heart content on the Green Hell, and it uh, is uh, a lot of fun. Speaking of the Green Hell, though, a new way to learn tracks that are difficult like the green hell active reset comes to iRacing. This was a, a really cool feature that allows you to repeat, repeat different sections of the track that you decide on what, it, whether they're going to be. Um, this was made for the North life. Like, yes. I mean, it's, it's perfect, right? Even I can learn it. And so maybe if we bring back throw and go challenge, I'll have a chance. Maybe, you. maybe you could beat me finally. Yeah. Is, I, is that why we, we axed that segment from this podcast? It was like eight to watched? one. I got my butt kicked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but active reset, a really cool feature. Uh, go into your controls options. Check it out. There is a video on YouTube on how to use it. I believe Great our... video that Cole and Cisco worked on, right? It's fantastic. Um, so check it out. It and, explains it really well. And that's a really good segue to our guest today. Cisco S as, as we were referring to him today, because his last name is, uh, uses almost all of the letters of the alphabet. It's very close, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Cisco from our broadcasting team is joining us, sat down with Kevin and I about 25 minutes ago, uh, to talk about all things broadcasting, uh, on iRacing. A lot of fun. Cisco's hilarious. Also, he did show up, Kevin and I, though. He used a fancy microphone. And, and he did have a nice mic. So. Yeah. So when he uses his radio voice and sounds way better than Kevin and I, just remember it was the microphone. It's always the equipment, just like sim racing. Blame your equipment. Yes. Today was not my skills. It was, my, it was definitely the equipment. Yep. So without further ado, Cisco S. All right, Kevin and I are back. We're pretty excited today. We're continuing this trend of interviewing staff members who you probably know or you know their voice or something that they did that's notable within the iRacing service. And Kevin, today is no exception. That's true. It's no exception. Was, was that that was the the handoff? To yeah, that was that was the handoff when I pointed at you. And no, yeah, you I'm not did, editing that an out. Email. I shouldn't multitask. I no, shouldn't do emails should... and podcasts at yep. the same time. Yep. Steve this is what can happens wait. all the time. <laughs> Steve can wait. Myers yeah. can wait. Tony, if, if right. maybe answer him. So anyway. Well, look, 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 we have Cisco. We right? have C Cisco S. We have Cisco S. Nobody in this company knows how to pronounce his last name. Greg <laughs> and I had a pre-meeting before recording this podcast to try to decide on how to pronounce his name. He's only worked for us for three years. Four yeah. years. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have with us today Cisco S. Hi, Cisco. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Uh, I'm well. So would you like to tell the viewers at home how to pronounce your last name? Uh, yeah. So there's normally two popular versions. It's either Scaramuza or Scaramuza, but it is, in fact, Scaramuza. I don't know where the E comes from, but uh, yeah, Scaramuza. Cisco S. Okay, got yeah, you. Yeah, Cisco yeah, yeah. There S. you go. There you go. You get right. <laughs> At least I'm not as bad as Corey. Let's be fair. Good luck with that one. Yeah, well, he's bigger than you and behind you, so... I don't think he has any vowels in his name, right? That's the problem. 
But is Y considered a, a vowel at this point? Uh, it depends. In Wordle, sometimes? Sometimes. <laughs> I haven't done Wordle today. Maybe that's what I should do during the podcast. I got it in two today, just so we know. Uh, Very excited. Humble brag, because he looked over Thanks. at Laura. <laughs> All right. Oh, was pa- this assisted, Kevin? Was this assisted yeah. Wordle? What? I don't even know what assisted like, Wordle is. Was Laura involved in this? or I like this interviewing Kevin with yeah. Cisco. Yeah, well, I thought you were the guest. No, Laura <laughs> no, was not no, no. She no. was still asleep. <laughs> Quit deflecting. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Cisco S. <clears throat> Cisco is a member of our broadcast team. He's a longtime member of iRacing. He's been broadcasting uh, uh, races uh, for, for iRacing and on iRacing for longer than I've known him, which is a while now a long time yeah a so, long time <laughs> so let's get into it let's get through your history here first of all actually let's talk about what you do at iRacing right now um and putting up with drew is not officially in part of your job title right no because that's part of my daily life too now oh yeah because you guys are roommates on... yes and okay. they are roommates a glutton for punishment yeah just begging for it but all right <laughs> jokes aside sorry drew um Talk to us about what you do at iRacing, starting off with your job title. Yeah, so I work in digital content, and then broadcasting is my main focus. So uh, I'm basically number two in the broadcasting department. Drew's the one who you know has to interface, makes a lot of the main decisions. And then usually the execution guy, that comes down to me or one of the other members of broadcast. But basically, it's Drew's vision that I help carry out. So it means... I'm a bit more on the technical side versus him. I do a lot more, like I said, of the execution of the ideas, basically. So you push buttons on that big switchboard that we have. Uh, That's one of the things I do. That's one of the things the other two do as well. Sean and Corey, who we mentioned before, um, they're also part of our kind of group of four that uh, does all of the major broadcasts that come out of iRacing itself. How many broadcasts did we do last year? Do you remember off the top of your head? Yes. Well, we had, what, an 18-race Coke Series season, 10-race Porsche seasons. So that's 28 right there. Um, I mean, just um, we had another, what, six races for Porsche Contender. We're going to, um, by the time it's over, have seven races for eNASCAR Contender. International, um, uh, we've d- been doing support I, for it, so anybody... that's five. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. There's In the lot. comments below, please, please count that. Add that up. I ran out of fingers. So Somebody. I don't know. Hey, there's a, there's a list that I don't have, but there is a list where we track everything. So I could get you a number, actually. Yeah, uh, SCCA runoffs. In yeah, runoffs. Society. Does that count as one? That counts, that as, count as, that one? counts as like eight. Okay, eight, I was going to say there are eight races. That better yeah. count as eight. Yeah. So now, it, oh, what you're saying is you're busy. Yeah, and I, that is something that's come up a couple times because there are people I know in the iRacing community who go, wait, you just run broadcasting for iRacing? And they're kind of like underwhelmed by that. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You, you don't <laughs> understand. This is not a show up, turn OBS on, turn OBS off, walk away sort of thing. That's how we do the podcast. Yeah, well. <laughs> the production value of our you podcast do, you don't is answer, slightly higher You don't than answer the... <laughs> to eNASCAR or to Porsche, Greg. So That's true. That That is true. Kevin's going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. But, well, I mean, that, that's a good point, though. I mean, yeah. maybe this is a good time to talk about. It. It's not just the two hour show itself. No, it's no. hours and hours of prep work from you and the team. We've got you on the spot, but it is the whole team. It is um, the whole team. Absolutely. And, and other people, too. I mean, during the broadcast, the, the talent is is always almost always remote. And then we have camera operators, we have replay, we have all kinds of people that are involved, not just the four full-time staff people, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's something to where at the end of the day, you can't just look at the broadcast itself as, well, that's what the product is. No, it's it's part of our partnerships that we have with these different groups like NASCAR, like Porsche. It's part of our working with them to bring better and better things to the sim. So it's it's all rolled into one thing. So just the the broadcast itself is very minor compared to everything overall and you know what it actually means and what it's actually entailing how long have you been involved with the iRacing service period um i started i know my account i think i opened my account if i remember correctly the summer after i graduated high school so that would have been what 3 years here plus another four and a half at school. So seven to eight years, probably somewhere around there. All right. And then how long were you a member before you started getting into broadcasting? 
like four months. Oh, okay. So you jumped right into it. <laughs> so, so it's a funny story. I started doing it just as a goof off thing with a league that I was doing. It was, it was for ten people. Nobody really cared about it, and I was I was doing it on a twelve eighty by ten twenty four screen. So it wasn't even a normal sixteen by nine YouTube stream that everyone's familiar with. Um, so I just started doing it as a league, and the people who were calling the races at the time. Um, they are league members who worked for a bigger organization, LSR TV at the time. So I ended up having being interested in it and were and ended up being brought into the fold at LSR TV as another producer. Um, and then I ended up having to take over for LSR TV when the main producer ended up stepping away. Um, she had some health issues that came up and it was basically a, well, Cisco's the only one who knows how to push the buttons. So basically my sophomore year of college, she shipped me her two computers, all this computer equipment. So in my dorm at the behest of the rest of my roommates, I started, you know, doing that while I was in college and uh, I was studying motorsports engineering at the time at Butler. And I got to the point to where I kind of hit a crossroads where it's like, okay, I can continue doing this broadcasting thing and continue working at that or I need to focus more on my major because there's only so much time in the day to be able to do either. Um, and I'd known a couple people from doing it for LSR TV for a little while. It was a little bit bigger of a company, better contacts. So I went, I ended up going to Charlotte over a summer just to see what it was like. And it was kind of at that point I made the decision, I'm going to stop pursuing the engineering side and go into more content and journalism based side of motorsports. And so from there, I changed my whole major over, started taking broadcasting classes and basically had to fast track my way. It was a five-year engineering program. So I still made it out uh, half a year ahead of schedule. But uh, from there, ended up meeting some contacts in Real Motorsports, working in there for a while. And then I got the call. And a couple months later, ended up coming to iRacing. Well, we think you made the right decision there. Change your major. So. Yeah, I, I, uh, it, it did save me um, having to commute. Um, Was it eight hours? What's the commute from Indianapolis to Charlotte um, that I was doing for Real World for a while there? eight nine hours that's not short no no it wasn't but uh it was it was the opportunity i had and it was just i want to work in this field i want to be involved in this field and that was the opportunity open to me so i took it awesome i did not know that you were i did not know you were an engineering student before you mm -hmm. you changed over so that was news to me that explains a lot yeah yeah, it's it part of that still with me. It, once we got into the higher mathematics, I began to struggle. That's kind of where we started getting to a lot more, you know, math-based sciences and stuff like that. That was always never my best strong suit and it just it the path it would have been a ton of hard work and had I had the time to sit there and study study study, I would have been all right, but by then I was already doing the broadcasting as a side thing, making a little bit of money to get by in college at that point. It was just sort of I felt better doing that. And then once I started taking the classes in college, I was like, oh, this is this is what I want to do. It seems like you found your passion. So yeah. which yeah. is part of what college is about, right? A lot of most people go in with, hey, this is what I'm gonna do, because it seems like that's what I mm -hmm. want to do. And then you find your way in college and, and all that. And you know it was a so unique strategy for sure, because trying to explain to your three other roommates, yeah, I need to have two computers on and five monitors going. And no, I swear, this isn't where, I, there's a reason I'm doing this. It's not just to aggravate all of you. I have to imagine if, if I had gone to engineering school and, and decided to switch partway through and I called my dad and said, I'm going to switch majors because I'm going to broadcast esports. I can't imagine that call would have gone well. I, that's uh, why, I, I well, you don't family. say esports, Kevin. You don't say oh, esports. I, <laughs> I have a sports media degree. All right, fair enough. <laughs> so what other stuff had... When, after you know you, you call your parents you let them know that you're making this kind of change what other real world stuff did you also broadcast to kind of you know smooth things out a little bit <laughs> um so uh i through lsr tv i got to know tony stevens who uh for those of you who've been around even longer than i have you'll remember he was one of the voices original voices for the e nascar series um, with previous sponsors and previous broadcast companies. So he knew me through iRacing, and I ended up going to him to work for him as a technical director for about two, three years or so um, while I was still in college. So that's where the commuting came in. That meant uh, I broadcasted the Cars Tour um, for a couple of years, um, also worked um, with uh, Legends, Inter US, uh, INEX US Legend Car International, 
um, doing some of their events, the uh, the summer shootout, Bojangles summer shootout, which um, Bubba used to race in, Raja raced in. A lot of the names we're starting to see on the uh, the uptick of the NASCAR ladder. And uh, it is a it's kind of a joke I have to myself that I'll I'll look at who's in ARCA and who's in the truck series and go, I know this guy, I know this guy, I know this guy. So a lot of the people like Ty Gibbs, for example, I worked with him on his way up the NASCAR ladder. Um, Raja, who I knew from Summer Shootout, I've known Raja for a long time now, from his first season in Legends Cars all the way to where he is now. So it's really cool to kind of see these drivers up on their way, their path to uh, to the big leagues. So it sounds like your career's followed theirs, you know, like you guys kind of yeah, it, it, it kind of has, it kind of yeah. has in a weird yeah. way. And same with the same with the commentators I've worked with who've you know gone from you know just doing iRacing races to being able to call real life events and work for their local track like Blake McCandless for example is the uh, track announcer over at Ace Speedway and I knew him when he was just calling iRacing races and same with Evan we've seen Evan's you know big into uh being part of Feld Entertainment which uh does all of Monster Jam's things and he's worked his way up through that I knew Evan before any of that was even a twinkle you in his eye Evan before Evan was famous yeah exactly so let's uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's go back a little bit. You uh, brought in iRacing. You got just kind of found your footing, and then March of 2020 happened. Yeah. From we and we've talked about that in March and April of 2020 uh, a number of times on on this podcast. We've never actually looked at it from the perspective of the broadcasters who were. I mean. We didn't lock you in the broadcast room during that time. No, but... no, the door was open, but <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a unique time to say the least. Um, certainly. Now, keep in mind, of course, this was before we brought Corey and Sean in, so it was literally just Drew and I. Um, Drew ended up. I remember he ended up moving his whole setup, his whole desk in here. I didn't because I was on the other side and just wanted a little bit of that space, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was a crazy time to say the least. And, you know, I'd known what we could do with iRacing and the product and what it could mean. And just in the span of weeks, if not days, seeing all of that happen all at once. And, oh, oh, this is, oh, okay, okay. Hi, Fox, hello, okay, um, hi, um, Hendrick Jr. Oh, God, uh, so many phone calls, so many people, so many things happening at once and... It's a time I'm never going to forget, but it's also a time that, you know, it was hard to really take a stop and breathe and go, holy cow, this is actually what's happening. But um, looking back on it, it was crazy. But um, and yeah, like you said, it was I, I mean, you guys have talked about it on the podcast, but it was very much a case where the office, everybody went remote except for broadcast because the equipment was here that we needed to do the job. And so you guys graciously were like, okay, we want you to do this. We know what this can mean. And basically left us the office and left us to our own devices to work with our partners at the broadcast networks and the series to be able to do all of these shows, all of these cool, fun events uh, during during the pandemic era. Talk to me about, as we approached the, the first televised uh, NASCAR race, and what it was like leading up to that. Well, it was, it was insane to say the least. Um, we had had that replacements event, which I was also involved in previously before as sort of like a trial sort of thing and going, Hey, is this, is this even humanly possible? Let alone, can we connect the dots? And at that same time, Steve was making the call to Fox and talking to Jeff Gordon and all the, and junior and all these people to make this happen and kind of, you know, that's once we started getting the calls of, oh, all these paints are coming in. Oh, we have to do all this sort of stuff. It's it was a blur to say the least. And luckily for us, um, Fox was able to work with us and we were able to use a lot of the techniques we had already developed um, for February and for January for our beginning setups for the iRacing broadcast, because a lot of people kind of missed the fact that we had only started broadcasting here from iRacing two months maybe if that before yeah, we went on tv that's a really good point we built the, the new office and opened it in end of november of 2019 yeah. right it, it was still getting outfitted after christmas especially the broadcast room 
and and drew yeah. has a ton of experience broadcasting you know his family grew he grew up in the turner sports entire family basically so it's in his blood and i'd spent a long time doing iRacing broadcast but we had only had about three months to really figure out a working sort of dynamic of how to make things work and how we were going to able to get done what we need to get done and you know be able to include all you know fox's producer and you know x y and z things that we're putting into the broadcast so it was a blur i don't remember a lot of it but i remember a lot of the cool moments that i got to experience because of it um the one that stands out to me was um i got to work on jimmy johnson's car for uh uh, the Watkins Glen race, I believe that he ran in. Um, and I got to design that work with Jimmy, uh, on his template for and that people car. People that don't know you don't know that you are yes. a super fan of Jimmy. Yes. So, yes. Right? I, I mean, Jimmy what? was my NASCAR driver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my mom was a Jeff Gordon fan. And when I started to really comprehend the sport, there was this new upstart kid who Jeff owned part of his car named Jimmy Johnson. And, you know, everyone said he was going to, you know, what was this crazy dirt racing guy going to show up and, do something in NASCAR. Yeah. It turns out he, uh, he did one or two things. He did all right. In the, he did all right. <laughs> I don't know. He's some washed up road racing driver now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so what else stands out from that? As it, I start... want to know a question. Sorry, Greg, okay, but how many nights did you spend in the office? There were a few, there, there were, were a few, legitimately right? a few. I, my sleeping bag stayed here. I think until the beginning of 22, just under tucked under my cube I, I remember the, the, the first time i came back to the office which i don't know when that was i think i stopped in for for some something that had to be done in person you know and you and drew had sleeping bags in your cubes yeah. i was like oh wow <laughs> this is real <laughs> yeah 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 and and uh, it's it's a job that was it was daunting and that's not even a, a word to describe how much had to happen but at the same time, and I can speak for the rest of the broadcast team, where it's just when you're in this industry and you're in this kind of entertainment, it's all encompassing. It's it's a part of you. There are things that um, that I know about how broadcast working that I could sit there and talk about for hours and hours and hours and everybody else would just leave the room because they're like, oh, what's he talking about? But um, it's it's really become such a love of mine, such a passion of mine and seeing, you know, being able to see what we continue to create, how we can continue to grow what we can do on broadcast and what the next steps look like. I mean, even coming to this year with the Ena Ascar finale in Charlotte, um, for example, you know, being able to do a live event like that. Previously, we did one with Porsche at Hockenheim as well. So having those live events and just continuing to grow and being able to take our product and be able to tell stories with it and be able to make those stories better and better and bigger and you know, just have fun. Well, that's the big thing. And something that I'm, I'm always trying to push on, on my guys as well is like, at the end of the day, this needs to be fun. You know, mm -hmm. working here, using the product, the whole thing. We, we make a, 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 a racing simulation. Some people would say video game, but I don't want to offend anybody. But no, but seriously, <laughs> it should be fun. I watched yes. K-Bomb get stuck in the pit insinuator at Interlagos last night. Oh, the I first... had such a big wreck last night. Oh. 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 <laughs> the first... Greg talked me into go doing the first IMSA race of the season. You said you were doing it already. It didn't didn't take much to talk me into it. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I almost completed one lap. Almost. It was, hey, it's it was it, I, I, I remember one of the Twitch clip videos I did way back in the day where it was uh, it was a Skip Barber race and it was at Interlagos and the guy leading pulled out at the last second. The other guy didn't know the attenuator was there. And that was at speed, Greg. So uh, and that was with new damage model, too. So boom. <laughs> but it, it's got to be fun. I got to give it to Kevin, yes. too. It, it was a kind of a bad way to end your race. And I, he was... I still had a good time last night, though. Yeah. It is what it is. Right. <laughs> you know. Lost a little SR and IR, but whatever. You know, it's nothing in the world. What I we can have earn it back, maybe. Six or seven guys in there racing together yeah. in Discord. It was yeah, it was a lot of fun. And and that's that's something like whether you're working on it or whether you're using it, it's got to be fun. If it's fun, we're doing something right. And uh, you know, your story right here, you know, exemplifies that point. So thanks for taking the time today uh, between all of your uh, many duties in that broadcast room, which I wish we were showing off right now because it's such a cool <laughs> room. But, uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time, and uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on. It's been a lot of fun. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, let's go.
All right, we are back. Great to sit down with Cisco. I, I really wish that you guys could hear all of the outtakes from that because we just sat and goofed off and had a good time. Uh, Cisco's great. I'm sure we'll have him back on the show as well as other broadcasters and other staff members as well. Uh, that seems to be what you guys like listening to, and that's the content that we're going to give you here on the iRacing Downshift. Kevin's giving me a funny look. I, I'm <laughs> tired, and I took NyQuil today because I have a cold. Please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on Bye. to e let's move on to esports, uh, World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. Chris, take it away. Yep, iRacing World of Outlaws Car Quest Sprint Car Series um, running throughout the winter, as we have done for the past couple of years now with the World of Outlaws. They wrap up the real world sprint car season. They jump right in with us, and they run with us until they go start new real world season. So. For those of you who just cannot live without sprint car racing 52 weeks a year, we got you covered. Uh, as always, season starts in Volusia, ends in Charlotte, I believe at the end of January. We're only through a few rounds, but we've already got our first repeat winner, Hayden Cardwell, and he's needed to do it as he missed the feature in Volusia. But as always, front runner Alex Bergeron, multiple championships, won a bunch of them in a row, didn't win the last one, so he's trying to start a new streak, but takes the opener, consistent finishes in the two after, and now for Cardwell, he's on the back foot just trying to catch up. That'll be exciting to see uh, to see how that plays out. I, I saw a note in chat, our, our marketing chat last night during the race, and uh, our race director Tyler Hudson was like, wow, these boys have their elbows out or something to that effect. There was some good racing last night. So excited to see how that season plays out. We have a couple other things going on as well right now. E-NASCAR International and Contender Series, right, Chris? Yep, both using the NASCAR Xfinity Series cars. The uh, Contender races taking place on Tuesday night in that same E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series slot. You've got all these drivers battling for you know, the 20 or so spots that they're going to move up to Coke next year. Big, interesting mix of returning favorites, a handful of new faces, even some names that have been out of the series for, I don't know, half a decade that I think have just kind of gotten that renewed passion and that renewed fire for trying to run at the top level. Certainly, obviously, I'm sure they've seen all of the ways that Coke has evolved over the past few years, you know, bigger purses, bigger teams coming in and you know, that's definitely enticing to get some guys to hang up the retirement gloves, I guess, and put the driving gloves back on. Uh, meanwhile, the D-Box E-NASCAR International iRacing Series powered by Digital Motorsports. Don't give me credit for that. I read it. Uh, also running mostly on Tuesday nights. However, we did have, and you guys were certainly there for it, in, in Nuremberg at Sim Racing Expo, uh, we had one race that got moved to Sunday, um, Sunday morning, so drivers could compete from the event. A um, lot of interesting stuff. That one was fun. That had a, that was the first super speedway race in the history of that series, I think, at Daytona. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I think that's right. And it, it was pretty cool to have a competitor there on stage with his rig set up. Um, always fun to add the the, the live human element to it right um wasn't quite as big of a production as what we did for the coke finale uh with with four drivers but uh along those lines so super fun hopefully we can do more of those things yeah the, the, and anytime ryan vargas oh, sorry greg no you're fine i was just gonna say the 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 stage there at the expo was huge in the, the method of which they put this rig up on a forklift and drove it over and sat it down without disassembling it that was super cool i'm not gonna say that i wasn't nervous when they were like yeah we got 20 minutes to move this over there i was like oh okay let's uh <laughs> yeah this will be fine and it was so but uh <laughs> your driver was forklift certified i take it apparently <laughs> <laughs> i will also say it's always a popular night when ryan vargas is able to take a victory one of the good guys in the sport somebody who a lot of people love and for very good reason and that was that was a heck of a finish Oh, good times. Excited. Once again, we've got a lot of good series uh, going on right now. We have some of our uh, bigger series kicking off very soon with the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series uh, with Daytona coming in January. And, uh, February. February. Sorry, I'm I'm wrong. It's all right. Wow. I think it's February. It's the last podcast of the year. We'll give us some wiggle room. 
January, February, something like that. Something like know. that. Chris, can you edit Inter- this and make it sound better? <laughs> I, I can, but should I? No, no. Keep That's it your prerogative. <laughs> that That is your prerogative. If people are still listening, uh, you know, 44 minutes into it, we're doing pretty good, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean. On that note. All right. Well, the last podcast of 2022. I almost said 2023, but I, I didn't. Uh, what are your guys' plans for the holidays? Well, I got family coming home. Both my boys will be home for Christmas, which is great. Connor's home from college in a week and a half. Ryan's on leave from the Army, so we'll get to see him, which is awesome. But the most important thing that I'm probably doing is not eating one of Greg West's chocolate pies. We brought this up on the last podcast, and we didn't really revisit it, whether it was good or not. And Fantastic. I'll have to say that, you know, Greg, dear friend, work colleague, it was not good. It was a bad (laughs) pie. (laughs) And you admitted it, so it was it was not good. Oh, I made a bad pie. It was bad. bad. I did text diet pie. That was the problem. It was keto. It's keto. Whatever. It didn't have any of the good stuff. It didn't have real chocolate. It didn't have sugar. I don't even know why. What did it have? Sand? (laughs) Basically, yeah. (laughs) Pie is not a word that should come after diet. Uh, exactly. I'm going to make another pie. I'm going to bring it over on Christmas Eve. Oh, boy. Is oh it boy. going to be a whipped cream one? Is it just going <laughs> to go straight into his face? <laughs> it might. Yes. I like I'm sorry, did I blow the surprise? Dang it. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What are you up to? Um. Well, I, I will say that the reason that we got this uh, show recorded as technically early as we did is because... I have a bunch of vacation days that were expiring and I just piled all of them in at once in hopes of avoiding that. So um sorry, everybody in the marketing department. Uh, but uh, I don't know. A lot okay. Of... We'll bother you on your days off. So don't worry. Yeah. 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 That's, that's true. <laughs> a lot of, I don't know. A lot that of hanging around. We'll, we'll see some family too. Um, got a whole room of guitars and amps and stuff that I never really, get to play with anymore so thinking about trying to make some time for that um i have i have cut cable for the time being and i am now running an antenna all the way across my basement from the one window that gets really really good reception and it is now running into my computer so i can stream it through all of my different devices um i got really bored one day and decided (laughs) that i was just going to become one of those people so I think the first thing that I'm going to do when I take time off is run to Lowe's and get about 20 feet of cable raceways, which I didn't know that they were called that. And I got irrationally excited when I found out. So in case you need a look into my psyche and how badly I might need some time off, there you go. Well, so, enjoy the, the time off then. To, to, to each their own. <laughs> yes, and Greg, you sticking around? What are you doing? Yeah, I'll be around. Um, I said I got to bring a pie over to you, I guess. On Christmas yeah, Eve. I can't wait. Yeah, no, uh, we're gonna All be around for pie. Christmas. Um, take a few days here and there. Might try to uh, get out and uh, go skiing a little bit. But uh, nice. yeah, just looking forward to a little bit of downtime with the fam. So it should be a good time. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the iRacing Downshift. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere Chris has put this. Uh, or I screwed that up, too. Man, I'm really struggling. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else Chris has put this. For Kevin Bobbitt, Chris Leone, I am remembered my name. It's Greg West. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the track. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs>